You're listening to a DM podcast. Let's go on yeah, a trip. Let's go on a trip. Yeah, baby. It's not too bad. What was the question again? <laughs> okay, let's go. I'm Angela Caterns. I'm Ian Rogerson. And welcome to Suddenly Senior. This is a podcast series for those of us who've reached a certain age in life. That's right. You can join if you're not our age, but it'll be a lot more fun if you are. <laughs> so strap yourselves in, check your blood pressure, light your spliff, pour yourself a small bevy, and let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Sleep has become such a valuable commodity in our older years and we talk an awful lot about it. For many of us, a good night's sleep is getting harder and harder to achieve as we age. But of course, it remains essential for good health and well-being. Dr. Stan Rodsky is a neuroscientist and a neuroplastician. And most importantly, he is a sleep expert and he's here to share his tips for regular good quality sleep. Hello and welcome, Stan. Yeah, good morning. <laughs> Lovely of you to join us. Yeah. Um, so how do our sleeping patterns change as we get older? Is that a natural progression? Look, there is a part. There are parts of our brain that certainly change as we get older. Um, number one big misconception, we need less sleep. Incorrect. We need as much sleep as we ever did. Oh, we just right? don't get as much mm-hmm. um, for all sorts of reasons, which are in part due to the way we conduct ourselves and our lives as we do get older. Does that fall into a bit of what's referred to as sleep hygiene, Stan? Look, there's a lot of sleep hygiene. And um, when I I put together the book, I I actually gave it a... The the publishers were quite, you know, what are you talking about, excellent sleep? And I said, well, there's a, there's a, a quality and quantity issue. In, in the process. There's there's the amount we need and the value of what we get. And and that becomes a, a pretty interesting sort of exchange as we get older uh, in in terms of the uh, of the brain. So so we get all sorts of things affecting uh, both those both those factors, quite frankly. So what what are some of the sleep disorders that can affect you as you age? Yeah, so so we tend to, obviously, at any age, we can have insomnias, we can have apneas, and we can have all sorts of syndromes. I guess if we talk about being suddenly senior, um, one of the biggest ones that I think affects most of us is this sort of sleep phase shift. Have you noticed that daylight saving changes affect you more? Yeah. Everything affects you more when you're senior, I think. <laughs> indeed, in, 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 indeed. And um, but sleep phase syndromes, and generally with us, is that we already have a part of our brain, uh, a thing called an SCN, uh, a supranucleus in the brain, which has about twenty thousand cells in it, which are busily getting us ready for being awake and being asleep, and. And this thing adjusts our circadian rhythm. And it adjusts us by what I put in the book I called the Zitgeber. Don't you love the Germans? You you give it a German name and it's suddenly so authentic. (laughs) Isn't it? Don't you think? You know, you go Zitgeber. Zitgeber. But it's it's actually, you know, light and day. You know, in comes the light through the eyes, hits this part of the brain and, and, and actually 
activates the circadian rhythm. And the circadian rhythm, because we get older and we may step, you know, for all sorts, depending on what stage in old you are, you need light and you may not be able to get light. And the light is the thing that starts the whole circadian rhythm process. But it does deteriorate as we get older. And we do tend to then find ourselves falling asleep more during the afternoons or waking up earlier in the mornings. Yes, I yeah, I have yeah, that. Napping's good, though. I've, I, you know, I've always Napping been, is very been good. a terrible hmm. napper, uh, you know, as far as I'll just go and have a nap. And it always refreshes me. It doesn't go on for too long. But, but you know, there's a number of people no. who say, oh, you shouldn't be napping. You know, that's really bad. Is it? Well, well there's two things there. One is how long and when. Anything after two o'clock in the afternoon is dangerous. Yes. And anything more than 30 minutes is dangerous. Mm. So the ideal, if you like, most of the studies that have gone on with the napping have gone on with elite sports people. You know, the ideal is 30 minutes because you don't, it doesn't allow the brain to sort of jump into that cycle that's going to make you feel wretched after a nap. Mm. Yeah. Which, which, which you can easily do. I find my body's actually te- tells me at a particular time when, you know, you start feeling drowsy, you know, in the, in the day, I mean, you know, around yes. about the middle of the day. And, yes. and if you're in a place where you can take advantage of it and have a quick nap, it's perfect. But then if you're not, then the moment passes and it's too late to have a nap or I can't do yes. it anymore. Yes, because your circadian rhythm's moved on. So it's, yes. so yeah. it's hit. It's hit a low point where it, you know, the the siesta. Yeah, the Spanish had the idea, the right idea all along, didn't they? They, they they've had a very right idea there because it it actually fits that circadian rhythm as long as it's sort of flowing along naturally and normally. And and obviously we do have differing needs at certain points. And you know, as a baby, you know, you, 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 your brain just needs the sleep to grow. Mm. But when we may I interrupt? Even at yes. a, you know, even as at, at an advanced age, even as we're seniors, your brain is still growing. Yeah, no, your brain is not growing. It's just alternating. Um, the brain sort of goes through into this stage later in our lives where it goes into this starts it's no longer growing and in fact it's shrinking um you know, right. ever seen a six foot six person at 110 years of age we're all shrinking everything's shrinking in, in in this process and the brain does shrink because it's for the better part of 2270 you know it's pretty much maintained itself but then it goes into just a it, both in volume and mass, it starts to, to shrink a bit. And what happens, this shifting, is that we tend to now use most of our energy shifting um, to other parts of the brain. So our, our sleep helps us have the networks that allow us to shift from front of brain to back of brain and, and, and find other ways to do things. Mm. And and that's the that's the key for us, I think, as we're suddenly <laughs> senior, is understanding that the that we we should be getting about as much sleep. So seven and a half hours fits. Is that the sweet spot? Seven and a half it, hours. It is because think of it in mm. ninety minute cycles. Five of those cycles are four hundred and fifty minutes, which is seven and a half hours. You can do the maths if you want to quickly uh, in the process. 
And as we get older, we, we you know we can probably get by with seven because we're not in growth spurt. You know, we're 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 just in this exchange area between the front and the back in maintenance. But we do mm. need the sleep to have the energy, the the cellular activity across the top. You know, the grey stuff mm. where all the cells are, and of course yeah. then you've got all of the hanging drapes, which are all of the neurons and the white matter <laughs> hanging down from this sort of grey clouds all of this electrical activity going on. It's like a thunderstorm in there um, <laughs> most of the time. Is that where dreams come from, it, 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 Well, mean... they do. They happen in a part of the sleep we call REM, rapid eye movement. Mm. It, and if mm. you think about those five cycles, um, at the top of each of those, we, we wake up. We, we, we may not remember waking up or we do wake up because we woke up enough for our bladder to tell us we needed to go to the well, toilet. Yes, and so, and so our sleep is then interrupted. So your seven and a half hours, you know, is getting cut back because you're getting up all the time. Well, indeed, and, and or because of snoring, <laughs> you know, not, not usually your own. If it's your own, it's an apnea and you, you may be choking yourself to death. But generally, it might be that you now suddenly hear your partner <laughs> next to you yeah. enough to wake up. We all wake up at least five times a night, but it's so close. It's called REM. We're locked in. That's where our body doesn't move any longer. And that's where when we age, a lot of other disturbances occur. We, we sometimes no longer lock up and don't move in this very dreamy part of the, our sleep cycle and we go wandering. Mm. You know, the nursing homes are full of elderly people wandering about. They're doing it because that, <laughs> that, because that REM has, is not locking them in. <laughs> they're, they're off and about. So they're still asleep in a Absolutely. way. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah, no, absolutely. Because because your whole autonomic nervous system there is is at its almost awake stage. You know, you mm. you've got as much cortisol in you as you do when you just wake up in the morning. And it's really a disturbance. It's more there is a syndrome in there, but it is affecting those that are older. Mm. Um, rather than younger, and off you go, you're wandering around. But it does happen at the other end, of course, children with night terrors and sleepwalking and all the rest. So, so, so the two ends of the spectrum are very closely related, very active in the growth phase for the, for the babies and the children, very active in the alternate stage for us. You know, where mm. other parts of our brain engage to, to, to enable us to, to continue on um, and think just as clearly, hopefully, as we always did. So many questions. I want to ask about, you know, the use of sleeping pills for people who have trouble sleeping, uh, the, the theory that a big glass of wine or a big joint before you go to bed is going to help you sleep well. <laughs> what do you think about that, Stan? Well, everything in moderation. <laughs> Fair enough, very good. I, I rather like just taking advantage of some things that perhaps we haven't really thought about as much. And I, I've got to say that that actually exposing yourself to daylight is, is such an important factor here, you know, in this biological clock of ours. Is that just during the day, any time? Yes, or? yes. Just get into it, get out there as much as you can. Because that's the thing that's setting all of the hormonal activity up for when the light disappears. 
And then another set of activity occurs. But if we don't get out into that daylight, you know, you, you often see those old movies where they've wheeled people out into the daylight and they've left them on out there with their blankies on their, on their laps, etc. They actually understood then just how important to the sleep cycle daylight exposure is. Mm. It just sets the whole mechanism off. Um, in terms of of the biological clocks that that are in, in there, and for me, um, I, we really grew up in a world in which you know sleep was was almost a nonsense. You know, in the way, yeah. busy, do everything. You'll miss you know, the day. Losers, you know, you're missing the best you know, bit of the day. How can you be? Yeah, sleeping? that's it. And if I can get by on three or four hours, of course. We'll... Yeah. <laughs> There are famous people who did do that, but they were they they were not well. Um, no, they died young. <laughs> well, well, and, and and many and many did, and, and will. But for me, it's a there is this attention to it now, which is important for us because we've got the big data hit us, and the big data is that we live longer physically. But we are still dying mentally oh. as quickly and if not more than we used to. Now, we're not absolutely, you know, because we live so much longer, in the past we could never see what would happen to our, if, if we were to live longer, but our mentally, our process continued to diminish, what would happen? But we do, we see that now. You know, we live in, I think most of us would, would, would fear dementia. Yeah. Definitely. You know, we, we, we want to have our faculties about us. And what we've come to understand now, I think, is that if we can, if a driver of that, no, no more cause debate, you know, no more causal, you know, do, do I not sleep because of all these things that are wrong with me or do I? Or is it the other way around? Yeah, the yeah. other way around. We don't care anymore. We know sleep's at the heart of it. Wow. So if we can actually centre on, you know, you may for all sorts of reasons, because as you get older, because of the pains, the aches, the circumstances, the variations. But if we can actually get as good a quality sleep as we possibly can, then then we can actually do something about that. We can enforce all of the dementia. Remember, all of the things that can hit us, you know, the Parkins, the old timers, they're all dementias. Mm. You know, they're all about brain pathways being blocked off for whatever reason, disease, injury, um, lifestyle, whatever it might be. Um, The fact of the matter is uh, the brain is very adaptive. We call it neurogenesis and and it can adapt. It can, just as it does now, we're finding as people live longer and and try to avoid the dementia that is just naturally still happening, um, how can we avoid that? And, and I think that's the, the key here for us. We've got to actually stop that gap or, um, well, the nursing homes won't be able to cope with us yeah. <laughs> at, at, the, at, at the end of the day. And, so and, so and I, we could run away by saying sleep your way through it. <laughs> well, well, there's no doubt if we could sleep better, if we could get the performance up on that. You know, it, 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 that that's a key for us yeah. because the meds, the medicine that's driving keeping us alive is amazing. Is that a good thing or a bad thing, Stan? I think it's a good thing because because you want to be well. 
Yeah, the, but but, but there, there's that problem with sleeping that many many people have, and I find it's increasing the older I get that you have monkey brain, you know, where you're lying there and all you're reviewing the day, you're thinking about everyone you know, you think about what's going well, what's going wrong. It's just a constant kind of yes. chatter. Yeah. And we and we are learning more about how to um, reduce that chatter by reducing the cortisol by reducing. Um, those thoughts by relaxing, by meditating, by by sleeping, napping, you know, they, they, these are all things that can help us. Yeah. Mm. You know, and and they and they really can help us sleep better. And that chatter normally it's occurring because we're we our cycle is not right for sleep at that moment. Right. Now, during the day we can do all sorts of things, physical and mental, to relax ourselves. But when we're in that phase before we go to bed. You know, what time did you go to bed last night? Yeah. What time, how long did it take you to get to sleep? How many times did you wake up and how long did you stay up? Were you able to fall asleep again? Yeah. Yeah. And this comes down to really just, you can actually build those skills up for yourself quite easily, can't you, Stan? Yeah, yeah. hence why I called it uh, about excellent sleep. Yeah. Because once you get that idea of excellence, well, there must be something I need to, I can improve here. You know, it's not out of our control and it's not all environmental, you know, or hygiene. You know, every study shows you've got to have the right mattress. Yeah. Now, I don't represent a mattress company. I should. I talk you about this so yeah, often. Should. <laughs> they should be lining up behind me for me to give them their name. But I've got to say, every study still shows. You've got to have a good mattress, yeah. you know, in terms of quality. And a pillow? Yeah. And a good, yeah. good yeah. pillow too? Of course. Or, or the equipment. Now, now, do you think, in a way, we tend to think of sleep as, oh, sleep, yeah, I'll go to sleep ultimately, you know, I have to do that. In the grand scheme of important things in your life, do you think we all put sleep in such a non-thinking category that actually that catches up with us after a while. We should maybe move it a few rungs further up our importance level. Absolutely correct. Yeah, absolutely correct. I, I, I just did a conference with the integrative medicine people and I showed the data behind all of this. And, and it, it's there. We, it, it's a change in the priority set, which I think is being driven by that horrible statistic around just how the graph is going down on the mental you know, our mental ability and up on our physical, yeah. you know, we, we're going we're gonna to have all yeah. sorts of meds and operations and things to keep that going. But, you know, really, apart from Prozac, about 40 odd years ago now, there has been nothing in the mental health area, you know, that has hit the market that really affects any of this stuff that is, that is causing our decline. Right. And 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 the reality of it is that we, we we've got to do a lot more prioritizing ourselves, not waiting for them. We can do that if we understand mm. it more and prioritize it more. Actually, just waking up, and, and rather than just the glib, you know, oh, another night. <laughs> How did you sleep, darling? Oh, yeah, uh, it, it should be a matter of thinking about it for a minute and saying, you know, I got seven and a half last night and I woke up the once and I associate that with that last drink of wine or water, whatever, whatever it might be. But looking at it as a, how can I improve it? Yeah. Yeah. As a goal. What, what, can, what can I do to get not only a longer sleep, and that may not always be possible as we go through the aging process, but we do not just sleep less because we're older. That is not true. 
Fantastic. Well, thank you very much for dispelling that myth. <laughs> and we can get better. You know, you can do something about it. And we, we can adjust those rhythms. If we just spend a little bit of time on it, a little bit of energy on the process, rather than, you know, a third of the population is in the insomnia and the apneas and all, you know, they've got real problems. They're off to the, the biggest growth industry in the medical area at the moment, which is which are sleep studies. Mm. Oh, my goodness. Everyone's going to have a sleep study. But there's a third of the population in the middle who who just sleep about average. So, and sometimes it's not that good and sometimes it's better and I don't care. There And, and there are people who, who've never had a problem sleeping. A third of them, you know, no, no problem lucky buggers. Mm. Yeah, yeah, look, and they're there and they don't think about it. They don't worry about it. They put their head on the pillow. They're off. Goodbye. And, and they're up in the morning. But there's a third in the middle. That's the just senior group, you know, that are right in there. The sleep clocks have changed on them. They're not sleeping as long yeah. as they used to. They're waking up in a different sort of way and they're wondering what's going on there. Will I go and have so, a little bit of melatonin or a sleeping pill? You know, we're always looking for pills, aren't we? Yeah. Yeah. You say, you say you're not a particularly big supporter of either of those things, melatonin, melatonin or sleeping pills? Look... I, I'm, a, I'm a supporter for those who've, who are under medical attention and are seeking improvement because of, there's a yeah. whole mm. array of things going on in their lives, physical and mental, that need to be attended to. But the idea of like an aspirin or, 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 or a Panadol or something as a, you know, I'll start taking this to, to deal with my lack of exposure to sunlight melatonin yeah. is a result of how much exposure to daylight you've received. Right. Yeah. Stan, what about if you're a morning person or you're a night sure. person? I, I always hear that sure. all the time, and I think I'm a real night person. Yeah. I tend to not wake up early in the morning, yeah. but, you know, uh, other people in my family get up first thing in the morning, they're ready to go, and they want to go to bed yeah. early. No, look, there's a, there's a motto in, in my world of every brain is different. Mm. And collectively, there are groups of people at varying stages in life who, who tend to go to bed later and wake up later or wake up at a, a certain time, etc. And, and it suits lifestyle. And the key is, uh, how many of those 90-minute cycles are you fitting in? Yeah. yeah. It's not about you fitting, having to fit into the world. It's about are you fitting into yourself? Are you getting the, those five cycles of 90 minutes in? Well, uh, yeah, and, and I guess the only way I could look at that is did I get a good eight-hour sleep or seven-and-a-half hours sleep? And if you did, seven, yeah, so you feel pretty yeah, good about yeah. it. Seven-and-a-half is five 90s, 90-minute cycles. That's yeah. what you need. That's then sends the circadian, you get all of the interactions because even though we're older, mm. a thing called a glial cell wraps around the neurons and, and cells that allow us to learn and retain. Because what's the other big yeah. thing in, in, in our world of ageing? Memory. I'm sorry, what was the question? I'd just make a joke. Uh, you know, the interesting <laughs> thing is we, we've often thought this program isn't going to put people to sleep, and I'd like to hope that this episode with you on it, Stan, has helped people get to sleep ultimately. <laughs> Usually my lead in uh, into any, when I'm doing lectures with students, I give them permission. It's a, This fall is asleep. a sleep lecture. You have my permission to fall asleep. Well, I've got to tell you, 90% really? of them almost start snoring within seconds. <laughs> oh, I bet they don't. 
Thanks, Dan. Yes. Hey, an absolute pleasure talking to you. Indeed it was. Thank you. No, I hope it was interesting for everyone and changes priorities. Dr. Stan Rodsky is the author of The Neuroscience of Excellent Sleep, Practical Advice and Mindfulness Techniques Backed by Science to Improve Your Sleep and Manage Insomnia. Dr. Stan Rodsky, thank you so much. It's a pleasure and thanks for having me. Thanks, Stan. Please like and also subscribe. Thank you for listening. I'm Angela Coturns. I'm Ian Rogerson. Leave a comment, as long as it's nice. <laughs> if it's not, That's right. fuck off. <laughs> yes. See you next time, Ange. Bye. And I want wine with my meds. (laughs) 